The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is the division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. It was just a month ago that private lenders at our Originator Connect were touting the success of working with private investors, but since then, mortgage rates have shot up by a full point. Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Melissa Deal. She's head of sales for House Lending TPO. Melissa, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. So I guess just starting things off, you know, obviously there's been a lot of change over the last month. Um... What are we seeing in the the world of private lending? Are we seeing private investors still playing a role in the market? Well, so there's a lot of market forces right now. There's still a, there's still a shortage of housing supply. Um, the 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 housing the housing prices have really gone up and up over the past 18 months, as everybody knows. Um, and so there's some there's some concern there with you know what's going to happen with um, is that going to level off? Is that going to fall? You know, uh, investors are a little bit concerned about that. That doubled with rates going up. Is there enough profitability in the in the we do bridge lending, which is and flipping ground up. So is there enough profitability in that sector right now? Um, in addition, it's hard to find houses to flip. Um, then on the term side, as rates have gone up as well, um, we're, we, we, um, we underwrite based on debt service. So as rates go up, debt service gets trickier. And so uh, investors can't max out their leverage on portfolios the way they used to. So a lot of turmoil in the market, um, mostly caused by increased rates um, and somewhat, inc- somewhat caused by uh, lack of housing supply. And that's a problem, obviously, for any kind of lending in the industry. Um, Are you seeing brokers, even with those concerns, saying, you know what, I need to start working with private investors because obviously origination as a whole is, is slipping right now? Yeah. So, and on the residential side, as everybody knows, um, n- not many people want to do refis on houses that they have three point whatever percent, and they don't want to refi at seven, right? Right. So that that market's pretty much gone to nothing. Um, and so we are seeing actually some um, some more some more people coming into our space in terms of um, some lenders on the NMLS side coming into our space saying, hey, I need other profit centers here. My my refi business is gone. We need other profit centers. What else can we do? So bridge loans are one thing because um, there is still some profitability in that. Actually, the um, Adam report reported as in the second quarter of this year, there were still record profits in flips um, to be determined whether that happens in third and fourth quarter, but that still seemed fairly strong. And on the bridge side, there's not as much difference if you raise rates by one or two percent. The difference in interest you pay over 12 months is sometimes hundreds of dollars. So it doesn't cut into your profitability that much on that sector. Um, so we still are bullish yet cautious. And so what should brokers think about or know about working with private lenders if they're sort of thinking about getting into this, especially you're optimistic, but also there's there's concerns there. I mean, you know, they're, they're thinking about where do I find new sales? What should they know about working with, with a private lender? How is it different from working with, uh, say, 
just a regular person? Yeah, so so we're we're somewhat unique in that we table we offer white label table funding of all of our loans. So we allow brokers to either broker deals to us or act really as their own lender and use our portal and fund loans in their own name with no capital at risk, no buyback risk, no capital at risk. They don't have to use their warehouse lines. They don't have to have warehouse lines. So what are considered brokers in the NMLS space can actually be lenders with a private lending lenders such as us. You know, the, 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 the profitability in, in fix and flip, obviously there's concerns about what's going to happen there over the next uh, few months to over the next year. We're also seeing private investors get involved with, with rental properties. Is that something we're seeing more of as rent prices are also going up or is that leveling off as well? So yeah, so so we do, um, our product mix over the past 18 months has shifted from more than 50% bridge loans or these fix and flip loans and less than 50% of term or rental loans. Um, and then over about six months ago, it flipped. Uh, it was probably 70% rental loans. Rates were still really low. Um, house price appreciation has was still really high. Um, and bridge loans were smaller. Now it's flipped again because of the rate increases. So I think that savvy investors have some of each, you know, so you do some flips and have some rental properties. And I think people pivot depending on the market. Um, and so, okay, right now I really can't max out my rental portfolio. So let me look at doing some flips. And when I finish them, I'll decide whether I'm going to sell them based on what the market looks like or whether I'm going to refi them and keep them as rentals, depending on what the rental market looks like. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. And you, you say investor, and for some people that might just invoke an image of, of a rich person who's flipping a house and flipping another house and flipping another house. Is is that is that the reality? Is Not is this a cash cow or is this you're gonna have to pick up multiple private lenders to to fill in the gaps? Well, a little bit first about the profile of people who are doing flipping. It's it's really the gamut. I mean, there are people who um, we we consider the fix and flip market a pretty scrappy space. Um, there are a lot of contractors turned flippers. Um, there are a lot of I wouldn't say that they're there. It, it runs the gamut of who who does fix and flips um, on the rentals. Same thing. There are some people who literally have two or three rental properties. There are other people that have hundreds. So it really runs the gamut in terms of invest. When we say the word investor, um, it really is the gamut it, it, of diff different types. What do you see going on overall with the market? You know, obviously, um, originators are looking to fill in gaps because some of our traditional sources are, are drying up right now. Private lending probably isn't just going to be some cure-all, but what do you see going on with the market overall right now? Where do you think we're going to be in the next six months to a year? In terms of rates or in terms in of... In terms of activity, purchase loans, things like that. I think, I think most people that we speak with are cautious. We're optimistic about the future of fix and flips. The how the amount of houses in this country that need to that need renovations and could be flipped is huge. Um, and so that that is there. Um, 
However, rates are, uh, you know, there's sensitivity to rates, of course. And so we're optimistic about that product for the long term. I think everyone agrees that the next six to nine months is going to be pretty bumpy and there's going to be some resets. And there have been layoffs. There have been large national lenders that have gone under or done massive layoffs. And we've, we've, we've pulled back on our leverage a little bit just to kind of because we're in it for the long haul. Um, but there's definitely been adjustments across the spectrum, um, harder for people to find houses to flip, harder for, for um, people to find um, portfolio rates that will allow them to refi portfolios. So some of the activity has stopped just because of the rates also. And for somebody who wants to get into this, how do you sort of find potential clients working with private investors um, who, who might be soon to be looking for loans? Obviously, you don't want to just call a local rental person and say, hey, uh, landlord, I'm, I'm looking to sell some more. I mean, how do you sort of get into this market if you haven't done it yet? How do you find some leads? In terms of looking for... Um, Investors who are going to be taking out more loans. Right. So, you know, that's, that's a good question. So, so many, um, many people who, who do either fix and flips or buy rental properties are people that also own homes, right? So they're your clients already. Right, um, that people on the NMLS side have been lending to to buy their primary residence. Well, those are some of the same people that are doing that are involved in real estate investment in this space. Um, and, and again, there are some people that literally have one or two rental properties, some that have hundreds. Um, also, tapping into their realtors that specialize in just finding investment properties. There, there are real there. There's all kinds of other people networks that you can tap into to find these people in the market. There are people that we call wholesalers or bird dogs. In the, in the market, who all they do is find these types of properties for people. So there's different networks that you can tap into to find this investor base. And do you find, you know, when you do the traditional base, you sell me a mortgage. Hey, that was great. I'm going to tell my friend who's also looking for a exactly. Home. Do you find that also happens in the private investor world? Because they might be competing against each other, but also Abs- they might be absolutely. Each other. We are a highly referral-driven business. Um, absolutely, um, it's competitive out there, like the traditional mortgage space, um, in terms of rates and fees. And you know, we try to differentiate ourselves with speed, with customer service. Um, so, it, yeah, I mean, there's definitely. Um, there's definitely. I'm trying to remember the beginning part of your question. Well, just, I'm sorry. I, you know, these might be people. These might be the investors. Might be competitive with each other. Oh, right. right. Are they still giving referrals to you? Absolutely, absolutely. Because you really, they're not competing that much. You know, some gentleman agreements. They're not going to go after the same house in order to flip or or portfolios that they already have. They already own those. They're not worried about anyone else taking those. Um, yeah. So, so the referral network is very, very large in our space. So obviously, much like the traditional mortgage space, it's. If you do a good job, you work with these investors, it could pay off with more clients coming in. Exactly, exactly. And and in the fix and flip and rental space, unlike the traditional mortgage space, um, fix and flippers, some fix and flippers do 10 properties a year. Some do more than that, right? And so there's multiple income streams available for that type of investor, as opposed to someone who's buying a house, you might not see that person again for five to 10 years, right? Until they buy another house. So the, the private lending space, I think, is um, a little bit better suited to ride out some of these bumps than the traditional mortgage space is it, for that reason. There's more activity, there's more deal flow um, in, in the types of products that we have. Right, certainly with a volatile market like we're facing right now, right, it's good to have some kind of steady uh, revenue streams yep. coming in. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for your time. We'll be right back with your headlines after a word from our sponsor. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com. 
to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, September 30th. The American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company is closing its wholesale operation, becoming the latest in a growing list of lenders getting out of the channel. Also known as Annie Mae, the company will leave wholesale altogether on October 31st. A Rhode Island broker is facing 20 years in jail after pleading guilty to a Ponzi scheme. Thomas Hewling admitted to defrauding investors out of $6 million, which prosecutors say was used to fund a lavish lifestyle. According to the Providence Journal, Hewling is held without bail while awaiting his December sentencing because he missed a trial date earlier this month. Prosecutors say he skipped court because he was at the casino. And finally, home appreciation continues to cool. Home prices grew by 12% year-over-year in August. Appreciation peaked in June at nearly 19% before sliding back down over the summer. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.